the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Blue Throne's new partnership model just received an $85 million credit line and now allows you, app creators, with product market fit to stay in the game and not sell your entire business. And you still get to enjoy the excitement of scaling through Blue Throne's advanced SDK technology, publishing network, and their specialized scale team. Look, growing your app beyond a certain point all by yourself is almost impossible. Trust me, I've scaled a lot faster by teaming up with others. Because your beloved baby, your app, must mature and transform into a company. Blue Throne's new partnership model is better than any VC investment because it gives you cash in hand, your life back, and the right to see your app adopted by millions while making millions. Learn more by going to bluethrone.io. That once again is bluethrone.io. Got an app idea that you think will be the next unicorn but you don't know what to do next? Well, with more than 15 years of experience creating software, b7dev.com can help you out. Schedule a free one-hour call by going to b7dev and let them know that Steve sent you. That, once again, is b7dev.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com. I am back. We did a live, okay, in-person workshop last Friday. I just got back from MAU Vegas where I got to meet Renan. He's like, Steve, I only came out because you said you're going to be there. So I came out and we got to meet in person and really talk shop about his app. So congratulations, Renan. Shout out to you. But today we're going to talk my favorite topic, all about that money, baby. All about app monetization, how you can win back, use discounts properly to make sure you really get your users to subscribe because I believe and our guests may disagree that if you get somebody to actually pay you, they'll pay attention to your app. So thereby increasing your retention rate. And then if you add value, obviously you built a great app, you will keep them for a long time. So we're going to break it all down with my guests. So let's bring on Rosie Maskell. Whoops. <laughs> I, should... <laughs> I had a video. Here we go. No, let's try it again. Rosie Maskell. Okay, let me give it. <laughs> Hi, Rosie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I loved Rosie's presentation at, at Promotion Summit in London in March. And Rosie was kind enough to share some of her slides with me. Rosie, I just literally copied, like I, I exported that oh, monetization slide. And I was like, this was so amazing. She was talking all about monetization. She is, let me give you a proper intro, growth leave. Growth lead with experience across product-led growth, product management, analytics, and consultancy for B2C apps. She's an expert when it comes to running a growth process, getting user feedback, which I hope we can have time for, and product management as well. And you can check out her amazing Medium blog. It's all into the YouTube description or 
if you're watching this on YouTube or I'm sorry, YouTube description. And if you're listening to this on just the podcast, it's in the podcast as well. And I really want to get down to the user interviews. I think it's super important there. All right. Closing. Welcome. <laughs> I want to make sure we had that plug in there. Uh, all right. I want to say hi to a few people because, you know, Rosie, if you say hi to a few people, they start commenting more. <laughs> What's up, Kevin? Patrick is here. Romaine is here as well. Joe should be a good one. We promise it is, will be a good one. And Eric is hey, Eric. here as well. Because I did give away one of my games for the first time. Oh, Eric, let me know how it goes. You'll be pleasantly surprised. All right, Rosie. I love this topic. Let's talk about, you know, some people call it lifestyle marketing. I don't know what to call it, really. CRM. I like to just say, how do I get re-engage my users and make that money? So let's kick it off with your CRM. Thank you for preparing all the slides for us. No worries. Um, I don't know what to call it either. I feel like <laughs> CRM, push, email, lifecycle marketing, database marketing. Some people call it database marketing. I don't Only know. the nerds call it that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am a nerd. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Okay. Awesome. These, when I think about CRM, these were the big things that came to mind. I've either worked with people who have nothing, in which case, don't snooze on it. You need to do it. Right. And there's some really cool brands that I think are doing it really well. Um, some brands that I don't use. And the third bullet there is from my boyfriend. So I can talk you through that. Um, but then, counter to that, I've also worked with people who have essentially killed the channels because they've done it too much too high frequency too low quality and people just get banner blindness which is like a psychological thing where if you see a banner too many times and it looks like an ad you start to check out um so that happens with push and then in terms of email um you can just go into people's spam so like really big issues if you spam people so it's a balance it's a massive balance massive balance massive balance so, so I would say, I'll talk you through a funny story. So product, product roadmap, what should we do monetization? What should we do at monetization? What's the next thing we should do? And I'm like, discounts, 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 discounts. However, took a little while to build in. It's like, oh, I don't know if we can spend that time right now. And so it was really hard to prioritize. But the thing about discounts is if you build it in one time, you can then use it in push. You can then use it in email. You can then use it in the app. You can. There's so many different ways that you can use it. So I think in terms of are you deciding whether to build in discounts into your app and like the ability to do that if you don't already have it, my answer is yes, do it as soon as possible. Um, the slide is an example from Tinder. Rosie, can I, can I jump in on this real quick? Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm starting to say discount like literally on onboarding after that first paywall, if people do not buy that first time, give them a quick little discount. Because mm -hmm. my hypothesis is that I think everybody knows this: most people who buy during, buy during that first time user experience during the onboarding process. So I almost like want to optimize that experience. Jake says Jake Moore from Superwall. He's like have two paywall views, and so my spin on that one, my version, my Steve version on that would be show them the normal paywall. If they hit X on that paywall show them the discounted version with some urgency on there. What do you think about that? I like that. I was talking to someone recently who has a gratitude app and they do exactly that. You can see the paywall. It's like, here's how your trial works. If you yeah. try and exit that, it's like 50% off. Right. I, I like it because essentially if someone doesn't pay in the first instance, yeah, you can retarget them with push and with email, but they might never come back to the app. You know, there's like a, there's different cohorts. And so if you can just try and grab 
those people before they're gone. And your point at the beginning on if you get people to pay, they will retain. It's an interesting one. I When I look at like retention analysis and like cohort analysis, the people who are paying always retain more. I don't know whether it's like I've paid for this thing, so I have to use it. I personally do that. I will literally buy an exercise program and then yes. I've paid for this. I've given them my money, so I have to do it. So I, I think right. there's a real thing there and get people to pay. And there is actually a causal relationship between paying and retaining. Um, so I definitely think hit people with the discount because there's some people who are price sensitive. And they're never ever going to pay at the first the first price you do. Yeah. Um, not to say bring a price down, don't do that. Just offer them a discount. Well, you think about e-commerce brands, and you know, here I'll share the slides. But you think about e-commerce brands. You know, everybody's in that little spinning wheel, right? Like they're almost trying to give you that discount right off the bat to just get you to buy that very yeah. first time too, so that they can get you in the email. Well, they can drip you too. Yeah. That spinning wheel does work, you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, go ahead. This one, so this is just an example from Tinder, did a little case study. Um, and it's just like your push copy with discounts. There's so many things you can use. Scarcity principle, one hour left, the countdown. Um, but realistically, people know it's not it's not one hour left or like you're going <laughs> to see this again. So I'd be careful of how often you do this. You'll see later that um, Calm has been telling me that last chance to get 50% off for about a year. <laughs> so I'd be careful. It's a great tactic, but also use it with uh, not too many times. <laughs> I bought one of those, but I think I was a day late, but I still got that 50% off. So <laughs> you want to give them their money, your money, they yeah. will definitely let you I bought that. The, it was a 50% off the lifetime. So that's what I ended up buying. But yeah, I love it. Yeah. You know, one of, I'll add to this too. One of the things that we saw with, we have an app community and Masood, shout out to you for sharing this. He said, look, I started adding a push notification to when people actually canceled their trial. And then he gave them a discount and he's seen some sales really come in through that. And Rosie, you know, the way I feel about this is like, look, dude, you would have lost this guy anyway. Yeah. You know, this person anyways. So like any money is in my opinion, good money, because then like it is a re-engagement tactic. Like to our point and the data point that I'm using when I say, you know, people who pay, pay attention is I have a client, 5 million monthly active users, 1 million organic downloads. He's like, help me. He's like, Steve, help me increase retention. And then he's watching our videos and finally added the paywall during the onboarding process. And it's all in our purchases. And they saw an increase in revenue and an increase in retention. So it's like, okay, obviously, you know, that's a big data point. We already know it. We kind of felt it, but that's a big data point for me. I am going to, add a spanner in the works to that (laughs) i was looking at the app reviews recently for flow and flow is a period tracking app and something i've seen in the past is when you 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 kind of spam people with too many paywalls all the time asking for money all the time um and then like people start to get annoyed and so yes make sure that you've asked for their money not just once maybe like three times you know if you ask once they forget sometimes they don't want to then you might catch them later some people are like, oh, they didn't pay that time, so I'll never ask them again. That's a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. However, on the other side, like if you bombard people, then they uh, get quite annoyed. So the, the reviews and flow is like, I used to love this app. It's really gone downhill, too much monetization. This is so irritating. And I've seen that in data too, where like retention goes down over time. So I think, again, it's a balance. Understand your users. Make sure that you're providing enough value so that you can hit them with a paywall every now and then. Mm, I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah, don't. 
and tests. You know, like I think a lot of people get mad when I'm like, you're wrong, Steve. I'm like, well, let me get a test. Like I'm not, I, th- I thought that was a given, but yeah. This, this is the calm. This is the calm. <laughs> so I canceled my calm subscription. I think I got it. I got it for 50% off with Amex, some sort of partnership. Mm-hmm. And I'm receiving discounts often. So I received four this month, a couple last month. And what I like about them is like the messaging of, are you burnt out for this specific one? Because I'm like, mm. you know, working professional, working hard, like burnout is a big worry for a lot of people. Um, the thing that I don't like about these is, is it's 50% off every single time. Yeah. It's not getting better. You know, my 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 discount's not getting better over time. I saw Headspace at one point. If you didn't purchase, it was like, 10% off next week, 20% off next week, 30% off. So escalating the value of those discounts. Whereas here I'm kind of getting a bit of, you know, banner blindness with calm because in my inbox, I always just see last chance for 50% off. So I like their messaging. I don't necessarily like the fact that they haven't judged it up a bit. You know, I got my own calm flow as well. Rosie, here's, here's mine. So we activated a trial because I was like, look, and then and this is my old email but like hey you did it and so you can see sort of like their subject lines and when it when i canceled my trial i was like hey here's another seven days of calm on us and they hit me with the same type of messaging and then they hit me with the 50 percent offer here after i canceled a trial and Mm. get this when i came back into the app you know they said hey here's you know they had some in-app messaging as well Mm. one Mm. more second open after trial they gave me a 31 percent offer for that I like that that because we're so used to seeing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. If you like spice up and put an odd number in there, it makes Mm. people kind of cuts through all of the noise of the discounts. If it's a specific discount, people are thinking, oh, they've actually put some time into thinking how much value this is for me and, you know, the right discount. It's like a psychological thing where if you use odd numbers, um, you get people to stop and think a bit more. It's a Walmart thing. Walmart's like always 97 <laughs> versus 99. So maybe it's worth testing. All right, let's get back like to your presentation here. Uh, I fall victim to these a lot. So Bloom and Wild is a florist in the UK and they have an okay. app and I have their app and they send me discounts, but they do it better than Calm in my view. They are so personal like you can see there's no design in these emails. It just looks like text. Mm-hmm. My name is Rosemary. You know, my birth name is Rosemary, but I'm Rosie. Just ignore that. Um, <laughs> so, Rosemary I, too? so just don't. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to leave right. I'm, I can see the leave. <laughs> I can see your facial expression completely change. <laughs> like if you were walking past me in the street and you were like, Rosemary, I just wouldn't turn around. <laughs> it just, anyways what i love about these is that they look personal like they're from lucy's actual account um the copy's so nice they're so seasonal like peonies are very seasonal in the uk at this time of year it's like a spring and late spring flower mm-hmm. they're very expensive and very popular and it's like peony season great amazing um so i love these and i get them so often every time it's like someone's birthday i just type lucy into my email and i go in and I get my discount. And they're always different discounts. It's either 20, 25, 15, 30 is their biggest one. They never give more than like, cause you know, they're serious about that. Whereas it's not mm. just like 50% off, 50% off, 50% off. Um, and there's another, if you, I think the next one. Yeah. So 
I don't just get them from Lucy. I also get them from Aaron and I also get them from Katie. So they, they, they cut it up. They kind of make you read it. Whereas the calm ones, I'm just like, that's just another calm email. Whereas this one is from yesterday. And it's like, we hate waste. So take 20% off these flowers. And it's just completely mm-hmm. different messaging, completely different call to action. They're like, hey, we've got spare flowers. Like we'd love, I don't even know if they do have spare flowers. Who knows? Right. Um, I know this is kind of like, it's treading the line between D to C and mobile app, but I really like the app. It's just like super simple. Um, yeah, no, we, we're doing something similar with another client. I'm like, look, email marketing has been huge for e-commerce parents for so long. Don't ignore it, right? They only have that. We have our app, we have push, like, but we're so app focused that we don't think about the broad scope with email too. Is Aaron and what's this? Uh, Lucy's, are they the same emails or are they different emails? Different, different just, email. I think okay. it's Lucy at Bloom and Wild and Aaron at Bloom. Wow. It's like literal people's emails. I don't know if they're real people. We can check on LinkedIn. I really love go, this email though. If you, you go back ways. one as well. Yeah. Um, the one on the right, a sensitive, I thought this really cut through as well. A sensitive occasion is coming. Hey, in a few weeks time, we're going to start sending emails about Father's Day. If you'd rather not hear about it, that's totally fine. Let us know here. And then they push you back in because one of their big retention features is the calendar and you put everyone's birthdays in. So they tell you push an email. Hey, your granny's birthday's coming up. Don't forget. And so they're trying to push you to update your calendar. And I just think it's really nice because some people don't have dads or moms. Maybe they've passed away. Maybe they don't have a good relationship with them. So like Mother's and Father's Day, you know, as a, I just think it's good branding. You know, they care about me. So I love that. I love it too. Okay, I'm going to move on to this one. Oh, look at this. I I didn't think you were going to be presenting these. So it's the ugliest slide I've ever made. Oh, that's fine. (laughs) These, These, I would argue, are some of the most effective push notifications I've ever seen. Okay. Hot take. So this is the Premier League app, which is the football league in the UK. My boyfriend, this is a screenshot from his phone. And he gets so many of these pushes, but they're all so good. So essentially what it is, is you buy and sell players. And so if there is a match at 8 p.m. on a Friday between two teams at 6 p.m., so two hours before that match is the cutoff time for you to exchange and sell and buy players in your app. So what they do is they, in the morning, they send you a push. It's like, hey, transfer window, it's coming to a close. Like this this player is really hot right now. This one's a rising star. And then they send you more and more towards that 6 p.m. cutoff. And so they're super relevant. They're obviously curated, which is high. <laughs> right. It probably takes them a while, but they're so relevant. They're so personalized and it gets you in to the app. And these are some stats from online. I found that the average US smartphone user receives 46 pushes a day. Damn. Which is like, damn. But yeah. they don't mind if they're personalized. Yes, yeah. I agree. Emojis. I like these. Yeah. Add emojis. The 34, like, you know, people ask me this all the time. So these are great numbers. You know, I don't mind these type of slides, Rosie, because obviously just take a screenshot like, right? and you guys can do that. But personalization, all that stuff, emojis work. And I think timing is so key to a push notification. Like if you can almost read the user's mind almost better in terms of click through rates, but they hear the click through rates. So if you're not getting anything above five, then you, or if you're getting anything above five, you're probably doing pretty well. Yeah, I think so. And these pushes, I, maybe they're a bit small for the screen, but they're like, this person's really hot. And sometimes they do, like hot as in like a hot talent. Um, so they don't, um, sometimes they don't give you the name of the, the player. And it's like, uh-huh. oh, I want to see the name of the player. And then you 
cap yeah. it, you go in and you see it. So it's like very, very effective, high frequency, but my boyfriend says that they are super interesting. So he doesn't turn them off and he uses them. And that's what his, like, this stresses me out, the number personally, the number of pushes there, but he loves it. So <laughs> I do the same thing for my fantasy American football <laughs> and <laughs> I love them. <laughs> it's just like, it's so rapid. I'm like, oh, this person got injured. Oh my God, I got to know yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> guys in their football no matter what sport <laughs> alan says steve coming to breakfast in vegas no alan i'm back in the bay area i'm sorry <laughs> for vegas but i'm talking rosie into coming next year as well and then miguel's here what's up miguel luke nurex how are you bro i'm good a little tired i'm good what's up yash fam is fridays with that masters rosie just in case you didn't know and we're a family so it's double all right this is my point about don't spam so i've been in places where you send too many and then every single extra push that you send reduces how how effective all the others are um that's something was an insight from someone where i worked at um and i think it's like recently or in the past few years apple have made it way more easier way more easy to turn them off so you can just go into your home screen you can swipe you be like turn these off forever so you do have to be really careful that you don't because once you you burn that channel once people have turned off your push notifications so so difficult then to retarget them oh yeah you're right i didn't even know how to do that until now okay now going to notifications push and then like i hate the badges too i can't stand those red easier than ever maybe we should just hide this slide and not tell anyone (laughs) we can keep the option we need this don't turn off our push notifications just these guys all right hey one of the things while we're on this push notification i think i mentioned this but the you know sending the sub while I want to share this too, and I think we're going to talk, actually, let's, I'll jump, I'll let you lead this real quick. And then I'm going to jump in and pull another slide to kind of piggyback off this monetization Bring on topic. From my ugly slides. Can I just say, yes. my slides are really nice. But. No, they're really nice. Trust. They were really nice. You got to check out. You know what I'll do is I'll link up. I'll ask my team to link up right here. So about the 20 minute mark, Rosie's presentation from APS. I highly recommend you guys check it out and you'll see how beautiful her slides are. So I'm going to link that up. Okay. Go ahead, Rosie. This is Second Nature, an app, which is kind of a nutrition um, dieting app. And it's really expensive. It's super, super expensive to get Second Nature. It's like, um, I think it's 70 pounds for a quarter, like very high 30 pound a month type thing. Um, and what I love about their monetization screens is the first time you see money is this screen here. So there's some onboarding screens where it's a quiz. You land on the welcome screen. You have a little quiz. It's an amazing quiz because it uses user language. Like I don't feel personally like I need one of these apps, but I was going through to test it. And by the end of that quiz, I was like, they know me so well. (laughs) (laughs) I I nearly bought this app and I was just testing it. That's how much I like the quiz because it uses user language but the first time because it's such a high price point essentially i think my learning from this is that you don't necessarily want to give them that high price point like on the screen and like freak them out before you've eased them into it Mm. and so here it's like final question are you ready to invest 10 pound a week in your health and that's a no-brainer of course i'm ready to invest 10 pound a week in your health includes one you can't say no though either (laughs) well you can so you scroll so you Uh scroll oh is it is this a scroll yeah 
Yeah, okay, this my fault. Super interesting. Yes, let's get started. Okay. Not sure. Let me try risk-free. So they're giving you an option for a trial or no, I'll use the free version for now. And I think in terms of UX writing, this ticks a number of boxes because it's so honest and transparent about the mm. fact that there's a trial, there's not, or you can go for free. And like, I think a lot of apps try and hide that point. But here, it really built my trust. And I think that's important when you've got a really expensive product. Um, so that's what I found interesting. So they hid the massive number. They made it optional. And then when I tapped, not sure, let me try risk-free. And then the next screen is this one, get private support. And they pulled out the most important part of their, in my view, subscription package, which is the fact that you actually get private support from a nutritionist. Like, that is the thing that you know. And you, you, then it's an anchor as well, because you're anchoring the fact that you get something that I think we know is quite expensive. It's a person. They have right. an expertise. They, they're going to be with me for 12 months. Oh, my God, how much would that cost me if I wasn't using this app? So I think it's one, one, it's pulling out the main benefit of the subscription. And two, it's an anchor for the price of that thing. Um, so I thought that was super interesting. And then this is their freemium experience. So if you click no, <laughs> you go into the app. I think what a lot of apps do as well is if you say no to your upsell screen and say you said no to the discount that you like putting oh, yeah. on your upsell screen. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you get into the app and I find a lot of apps just kind of forget to make some visual cues that there is a premium tier and mm-hmm. that you're kind of missing out. Here it's got really big real estate on the home screen, learn about premium. And then if I try and use things, it's locked and I can see it's locked and I get this nice little um, upgrade screen. Not just a lot of the time as well. I've seen apps like when you get into the freemium experience, you try some content and you just hit hit with the same upsell screen. Like you've already shown people that upsell screen didn't work. Like, could you make it more contextual? Could you kind of ease them into a bit more? So that's what I really like about this. It's like real estate for the premium in the freemium and then not the same upsell well, not the same intro to the upsell as someone's already exited. I love it. There's a couple of things I'll mention too that, that I'll tag on. The first, I love that there's lock stuff. I think it's, you know, like if you, a friend of mine is testing, he's got like crossword game, testing like lock content versus a hard paywall, which essentially means no X on your paywall. Mm-hmm. So you have to either pay or get out and he's seen similar like revenue numbers with both. And so he's moving towards more of a locked content type of stuff. And then I listened to a podcast on the revenue cat podcast and they were talking about healthy this the ceo he was talking about how community drives a lot of their premium users and so you can read all the community stuff but it's like if you want to both guess what you're gonna have to pay and Mm -hmm. so this sort of reminded me that like hey premium to share your stories with the you can read the stories but if you want to share your own i'm i'm that's what i'm assuming from this app too you Mm -hmm. can you can do that here it's pretty limited premium experience Yeah. yeah I think that's the way to go, honestly. I think, you know. I prefer I that the hard upsell. I've seen higher conversion rates when you have a freemium experience instead of a hard upsell. Say that As one more time like, for me, Rosie. <laughs> Say that one more time for me. I've seen higher conversion rates when you have a freemium experience, i.e. you can exit the upsell screen and people then get into the app. Whether you lock everything, you know, or leave one thing, that's to up for debate but i've seen higher conversion rates that way than a hard upsell screen where you actually can't get in if you don't subscribe mm. you've seen higher higher if you don't do the hard yeah mm. you know i'm probably starting to lean that way too even though we have a, a hard but we haven't you know we haven't messed around with the or one of our apps we haven't messed around with the lock stuff because it's very minimal 
content wise. It's just a very interesting feature. And so that's it. I like that. I like that. It's different for different, obviously test it, but um, I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of builds trust. It's like, Hey, we'll let you in. We'll let you have a little peruse, but then you get it. (laughs) No, it's true because they want to see how much content you have, especially for like apps that have a lot of content, you know, Oh, wow. This has a lot of content that I can explore. All right. So I'm going to pick on them, learn about premium. One of my clients, you know, I was like, I don't know. I don't have enough data to say this, but I don't think learn about premium. Nobody, I mean, maybe this might be a great copy. I don't know. But he had just a a star. That's all it was. It was like up here. I was like, I don't know, but I've seen crowns used all the time. And I think crowns are better. I was in the UK. So like, you know, crown. And then he's like, funny enough, Steve, I'm AB testing this right now and he saw that a yellow crown now it's a white black crown for his app okay but the yellow crown has the highest and then upgrade text i don't know what he said in the upgrade text it might have just been upgrade right was the one of the lowest and then upgrade plus a star one of the lowest and so you can see the crown black was the second that. highest yeah i love that because i think a lot of apps that i've worked for a super super early stage and there's the there's the assumption that oh if we change one tiny thing it won't make a difference but those are big differences it was and they've got a pretty decent but they're not like tiny they're not tiny but you know it's not like super big either but yeah i think you know play around with this call to action as well and i really mm-hmm. love that it's a different wall mm-hmm. in here it's a little bit more work but i like that experience okay this is a similar point on high-priced products. So this is BetterHelp, and BetterHelp is sixty pounds a week. Because yeah. it's like, <laughs> I know my eyes are like pop. <laughs> However, it's it's therapy, so you know it's very expensive. What I love about it is I I got I was also testing this app. I wasn't planning to use it as an actual user, um, and I clicked apply for. I tapped that apply for financial aid and I got this, would you still, would you be interested in financial aid? And I tapped still not ready. And what I loved is then I got to this, why don't you want to do it? And these are all the kind of fears and anxieties and uncertainties about someone getting to this paywall and being like, I can't afford it. I'm not sure if it's effective because it's digital. I don't think I need this right now. Like I'm just perusing. And they've obviously done user research and they've obviously uncovered these anxieties because there'll be people like pausing and you'll if you do a usability study mm-hmm. watch someone go through the, your paywall be like hey w- what's going through your mind right now what would you what would you stop you putting in your card details right now and if you can get five users on your paywall and you are there with them or maybe you're on a digital one-on-one call with them and they're screen sharing um and you, you can get that information of like what's stopping them and then if you call that out specifically and that's what they've done and what happens here is if you tap one of those, I can't afford it, you get a screen which which kind of Should gives you a reason. Here's it, here it is. It's probably a bit too small, but on the I'm not sure if this is effective, that long text, the second screen is there are many studies and it's kind of talking to you about the how valid like the approaches and it's talking name dropped universities like University of California, San Francisco, like all these like big hospitals and you know medical institutions so they're kind of calming that anxiety for you like pushing you towards the purchase that's Mm -hmm. a really cool one and now if you if you typed uh if you tapped i don't feel like i need this at the moment Mm. you get to that third screen there we understand this process may be new and difficult for you try here's a trial because you don't get a trial anywhere else so their trial is super hidden for the unsure users and i thought that was really sneaky good and then i don't feel that okay and then 
That's I don't, what happens here. Just closes. <laughs> so the, I don't know that I don't feel like this. That's the trial. Oh, okay. Arrows. And then the effectiveness and I can't afford it is probably. I can't this afford one. it goes to your um, financial eligibility. And I, nice. I tapped all of, all of those. I went through it. I got 10% off. Um, that was automatically applied on the paywall. I love it. This is good stuff. I love it. And effort. I want high effort. I mean, if you had effort. an app that was like five pounds a month, you know, is it worth doing a whole flow of maybe, maybe not? But if you've got a product that's sixty pounds a week, people are going to have some big hesitations about that. Yeah. Look. Rosie, I love this slide. This is Rosie's slide. I literally just copied everything. And I gave you a shout out, okay? I don't just say, hey, I thought of this. No. So improving monetization has 4X the impact on growth compared to acquisition. And I completely agree. Like, especially in the beginning, if you're, let's just say, make up a number, Rosie, like five, under 5K a month or maybe 10K a month, you really want to focus on monetization. As long as you get some decent downloads, mm-hmm. you want to focus on monetization because, you know, cash flow is the life of your business. And so you're a business. You're not a hobbyist. You got to make that money. And then you can get into, once you hit a certain point, you can get into these more interesting, what's a high LTV? How do we engage our users? How do we get viral? Maybe we want free users because they turn, you know, they will promote the app and get more users into the app. And you can think about all these more advanced Mm -hmm. creative strategies too. That's just my opinion though. So feel free to disagree, Rosie. No, no. I like disagreeing. I've seen when I've tried to forecast out, like let's, what would happen if we moved price? What would happen if we moved conversion rate? What would happen if we like, you know, brought in more users top of funnel? And when you kind of model them out, if you kind of move the monetization ones just a little bit, you see massive increases versus just like putting more people in the top. You should ideally work out where you're doing worse across your whole funnel and then focus on that. That's the best way forward. But that, that study was, let's look at, initiatives across acquisition and monetization and they it, the study actually looked at retention too and it was like how can you impact growth where's the biggest place to focus and they found that the pro- the projects that focus on monetization had 4x the impact of the projects that were vision on growth so big one and there's a podcast i got that from it was one of lenny's podcasts with naomi ionita she's a vc and she had she originally uh, found that stat um very good podcast on monetization too. I love it. All right, Rosie, let's get into the app audit section of our show. And before we do that, we like to start off every app audit with some dad jokes. Rosie, what do you, what do you think we should play for? You know, buy, if you lose, I'll buy your shirt that says Rosemary. Oh my God, don't. <laughs> You have to wear it for a day. You buy me a ticket to MAU next year. Okay. That's pretty expensive <laughs> in the trip. Right? <laughs> big, good big steak. How about a big dinner at MAU? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Okay. All right. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay, I'll go. I go first. All right, guys. So we're going to play for some high stakes here. So make sure you vote here. All right, Rosie. Let me get my ready to go all right here we go <laughs> rosie if i'm reading their lips correctly my neighbors are arguing about some creepy guy next door there you go i don't know if you got that <laughs> okay, bye, bye. uh why do seagulls fly over the ocean why because if they flew over the bay we'd call them bagels okay <laughs> 
<laughs> you got to have a question. Those are the better ones. I can't just like be. <laughs> All right. So put R if you thought Rosie's better, joke was better, and then put S if you thought my joke was better, and then we'll play for dinner at MAU Vegas next year. And if you want us to take a look at your app on a future live stream, all you got to do is go to appmasters.com slash audit. So we've seen some really good results. People email me like six months later, Rosie, and they're like, Steve, thank you. That was amazing. Like I did some of those suggestions and we've gotten the, so I get all the credit, Rosie. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you said it or I said it. Okay. All right, let's take a look at the to this week's app. Hold on one second. I'm going to pull it up. Okay, here we go. I mean, uh, it's one thing knowing what to do well wanting to do a test and it's another thing actually running it so well done to the people who exactly the tests i did say i was like yo why did you what took you so long he's like oh <laughs> Six months. Yeah. i have stuff to do so ezekiel says uh, let me pull up his app right here he's like all right would you say the app is intuitive or not thank you so much for reviewing it and awesome pod thank you for that okay well anything on the the screenshot stuff that you want to talk about rosie so it helps you stop biting your nails essentially hmm. I, yeah can can tell that from the title and i mean it's it's very does what it says on the tin i feel slightly grossed out the first, <laughs> first time i saw it i was like huh so maybe oh you tried this already but i don't know whether like what's the desired outcome is like great hands. So maybe that could be an opportunity for some writing fingers on here. You know what? That's a great idea. I, I, I agree with you. I feel a little bit grossed out too. I think you want to show nice nails, not like, and then what I would also do is we found pretty good success with this, Rosie, is whatever your main tagline is. And even from an ASO perspective, if people are searching for, you know, stop biting nails, if that is the case, put that don't put track your progress just put stop biting your nails it's the thing that people are searching for it's a thing that you built your entire app around and so i love what rosie said put nice nails don't put ugly ass nails i don't know it might work i don't know but just, i just it is pretty gross that i don't know but i do know that if you put the keywords that you are trying to rank for and it is your main proposition anyway it did increase conversions for one of our clients we we did just that like their main keyword we put it into their main screenshot so let's just think like uh what's a good one like green noise right like we put the green noise app for, to help you sleep better we saw better results than like clothes you know feel feel better relax anxiety all that jazz yeah i like the phrase break the habit that cuts through yes that's like what you want to do right i wonder if like an image of someone like actually the instead of just the nails it's like the action of doing it as well like you want to break that habit so maybe some more in imagery around like breaking habits and stuff yeah okay so thank you I mean, i'm curious to know like i love these type of apps <laughs> like who knew <laughs> sometimes i'll talk to the developer and i'm like you're making how much money with this type of app that's crazy <laughs> all right let's uh whoops let's get into let me do this right here go there <laughs> Before I start sharing a bunch of data from everybody, <laughs> I'll probably have to cut that out. I'll just be the poster child of your screen for a minute. <laughs> Remember that time clip? Okay. <laughs> Let's get into the app. Interesting. I feel like I don't really understand how, what it is at the moment. I feel like this this feels premature. Like, I don't know, personally, of the people I know who bite their nails, some people close to me, the only solution I know is nail biting. Um, you know the the nail polish stuff. 
Mm-hmm. But now polish is very bitter. So mm-hmm. I feel like some messaging around like, have you I imagine you've already tried all these things. This is this is why these don't work. This is what you how an app's gonna help you do that. Cause just it's quite jarring just seeing the upsell screen, in my view. No, it's it's true. So like we have this case study right here that and that's why I was kind of pulling this up. So this is in my normal monetization strategies. So Ezekiel, you haven't been following every single video. Just, just kidding. So here's one of our clients. He did the same exact thing. He he just showed the paywall right on, right on app open, and then he added sorry these onboarding screens, these three, and he saw a 234 percent increase in conversions. So just I didn't think I needed this slide because I thought it was just very intuitive. They should always have an onboarding experience. You want to do that, Ezekiel? Just add, you know, like it's kind of like what you have in your screenshots, like regurgitate what the app is, remind people what they're here for, tell them all the benefits, proven model to bite nails, blah, 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 blah. And then hit them with the paywall. Mm. I've done this exact test, ABC test. The A was like a really long onboarding, which was the original. And then the paywalls at the end, the B was like, move the paywall to the kind of the welcome screen right after the welcome screen. And the C was, oh, let's just do a carousel. And normally I'm saying, I think carousels are relatively lazy as a way to like communicate what a product does. Like it's better to show rather than tell. However, the C version had three carousel slides and then the upsell. And that one install to trial on the A was like 0.5 five percent it was really low on the b it was like seven percent and on the c it was like 14 percent. it was wow really I hate carousels wait is carousels like so do you see get free trial all the time or do you and then you know it's the same button or is it kind of like this like three different screens or is it one screen where i can move the things no it's more it's kind of a product design thing where if you're in terms of how well is someone going to understand you the the gold standard is they do it themselves. They you learn through doing. So if they've got some point on- onboarding where you actually do the first magic moment, the action, um, and then the the next down is like if you tell someone, some of it's going to go in. Uh, and then another one's like reading. People don't really read stuff. So I think it's just a case of people often don't read carousels. Um, and the best way for someone to understand what your app does is to like show them through doing, like allow them mm. to do the thing. Um, but sometimes that's quite high friction. So a carousel is just like, yeah, bish, bosh, bosh. <laughs> okay. So carousel is like one page and then there's like a bunch of images that I can sl- slide through. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's carousel. Love it. All right. Yeah. So do that. You'll be fine. Right. Thank you for making the X so visible. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to point that out. I don't think it needs to be so big. Yeah. I agree. It's kind of in terms of the UI, it's the thing I want to click on, like tap on most on this screen. It's so big. It's so like stylized. I'm like, oh, I want to tap the X. It's- I told, we'll have data on this, but like I told the client just that. I was like, dude, and they've got like massive amounts of data and massive amounts of downloads. So I was like, let's see what happens. It's so prominent. Like it just pops. And right now it just pops. I mean, I do see the blue and the white. That That's where my eye really goes to. But then the X is pretty visible as well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hit X and see what happens. So it looks like we just track it, track your progress, take a picture. Should I take a picture of my nails? No. <laughs> I'm I'm unsure what to do. Like for me right now, there needs no to be a yet. take photo. Yes. Action. Yeah. I can just go to camera. But here, fancy soundboard. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is where this stuff is coming from. 
here's like <laughs> this is the, the moment of truth do you buy oh your geez list? there's a lot of dust <laughs> okay let's get out of that <laughs> uh let's, let's get into this again what is this five minutes i don't get what this five minutes is no for. i'm not quite sure it's so have we been on the app for five minutes and then there's oh okay so i think the i kind of maybe that's a, a timer for maybe how long you haven't bitten your nails for yeah it's going up i guess i mean you could you okay so i reset it okay yeah you could use some teaching ezekiel i had no idea what was going on right here i would say you get in ideally that carousel has told you a little bit about like why you should use an app for nail biting like people who use the app are like 10 times more likely to like grow nails within a month compared to nail polish great cool get in what's the first thing i should do like take a photo is that the main thing or do you want me to restart the timer well, like, what's the steps? There's probably like three steps that the user can take that you could probably list out as a little bit of a nudge. You know, what we've seen, and I'll pull up Splice right now, but we've seen is getting users, kind of like what you said with the carousel, getting users to engage with your app before you ask them to buy increases conversions. And so here's what Splice does. This is the, and it's changed a bit, but like, you know, what's your video editing experience? What brings you to Splice? And Rosie, before I even knew that this worked, when I saw this, I was like, oh, are they going to personalize, you know, the video editor based off what I say? So I just sort of thought that, but it could be like, you know, start timer. How long have you been? Like, let's start your nail biting, ending nail biting journey now. And you hit mm -hmm. start timer and then it hits it. Yeah, and then you go, cool. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a picture of this thing. Cool. Then hit them with the paywall. Now let's really start tracking. Let's see how long you can go before. Yes. So that's what I was talking about around doing is better than telling. Mm. So that's that would be a really cool test. One test is like carousel before your paywall. And then another test would be the steps that people need to take to get value out of the app, the little magic moments. I imagine that left hand, right hand took me a hot second. Maybe a left, an L and an R would be good on those. Like yeah. Oh, it looks like I can only do. So I don't mind that. I don't mind this. But yeah, an onboarding where it's like, start timer. Like, when's the last time you bit? You know, have you bit? Start the timer. Take a picture of your last hand. Okay, great. Next step is da 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 da. And then you know, I like to be aggressive with the paywall. I know, you know, take it with a grain of salt, like, meaning just you have to test yourself. If I had to randomly pick, I would say show paywall on every app open. It's just, you don't want to annoy them, but like you'll, you will have diminishing results, but at the same time, like definitely do it on second or third open. Just mm -hmm. not a lot of people come back the second time. And yeah. So if they are coming back the second time. They like you enough. So at least do it on second open, whether you want to do it on third or fourth or fifth and so forth. That's up to you. But I think definitely on second open. Can you open the paywall again? Sure. Just have to type on the right. So I feel like to me, this screams, I'm going to tell you about my product. It's a nail keeper pro. Whereas I think some copy that you could test would be what are people going to get out of this? Yeah. Finally stop biting, have presentable nails for school, college, university, job, work. Like what, maybe that's a question in the onboarding. It's like, why do you like, what, where are you at? Like, why do you want to stop biting? It's like, look more presentable, da, 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 be able to wear nail polish to know what it is. But I feel like there's some, there's some research you could do with why are people here? What do they want to achieve? Okay, put that big value proposition on your paywall. Like, yeah. stop biting your nails within a month. Super compelling. As opposed to, 
hey, Nail Keeper Pro. Like, realistically, no one cares about Nail Keeper Pro. They care about, like, improving their nail length. Yeah. And, you, I mean, I would lead into, like, I don't know. Maybe this is too strong, but try it out. I agree with you. So finally stop biting your nails. And you just feel like, it's gross. Like, it's really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. What are the emotions? Like, yeah, more not... emotions. You're like, yeah, you're right. Shame. It is gross. Shame. <laughs> yeah. Never feel ashamed of your nails again. Never try to hide them on your beer glass again. You know? When I. I just, this... I just like seeing people do it too. So, like, that's why I was like, stop doing it. <laughs> Please. Yeah. It's making me, it's making me touch my nails. I'm going to start. I'm going to put my hands down here. Yeah. So I've got this weird light. It's the evening here in the UK and there's obviously the sun shining and I've got this like sniper <laughs> is on my <laughs> Be careful, Rosie. <laughs> Joe says, fully yeah. grow, agree with Rosie. Great points. All right. Well, Rosie shifts here. I'll give you some time. I'll tally up the scores. Romaine <laughs> says, R for the dad joke round. Eric, R, I know it. Thank you. If I said that right. Brad, how dare you? Moran. Rosie and then Amidi, Rosie. So you, it's pretty much a full sweep. Rosie. Can we do another round? Yeah, of course we're doing another round. All right, let's get into the next round. Shall I go Shall first I go or first? you want to go first? Um, I will go first this time. All right, let's see what you got. What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? What? Sophisticated. <laughs> okay. All right, dinner's on me, I guess. <laughs> It's done. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm going to go through with it. All right. I'm going to give it my all. Rosie, my wife's leaving me because she thinks I'm obsessed with astronomy. What planet is she on? There you go. I like this. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I have heard more. the bagels one. But <laughs> oh, you've heard the bagels one. Damn. I tried to find one. It's fine. Be- <laughs> I have to be a good sport. One guy was like, Oh, he just answered. I'm like, bro, you're not supposed to answer it. Like, I'm going <laughs> to deliver it. Okay. I think we've done this app before, but I don't know how you snuck in again. We've got to do a better job of like removing duplicates. Okay. Need to increase online downloads. Can you check ASO score? Okay. I can do all your work, but let's take a quick peek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Please improve my app for me. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think they're doing pretty well. They got 10 million downloads. So you're doing pretty well there. Yeah. I think, you know, personally, I can kick it off. What we found is one couple of things. If this is a a fashion app, then maybe instead of your brand put fashion, we have seen that do pretty well, especially on the Google Play side where all the search results are, you know, it's primarily icon, right? And instead of putting online shopping, you might want to go. It seems like it's more of a fashion app. I could be wrong, but you might just want to lean in on the fashion side of things versus the online Mm -hmm. shopping, which is super, super generic. So does anyone say I do online shopping? Does anyone type online shopping in? I don't think so. I think it's like dating where the brand is like has higher traffic, like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. They all have higher, higher traffic than like online shopping, mm. but we can take a peek and I can pull all the data. Right Interesting. Now. Anything you want to add? I have seen some massive results by changing simple things on the icon because it's just so much real mm-hmm. estate. And like, realistically, a lot of people don't even tap in. So it's like the first kind of reaction they have to your your app will be the icon. And like, 
as as a founder or as someone who's built the app you you love the you know the company logo but doesn't say a lot to other people I think like the two circles with the thing on top doesn't really say anything about online shopping to me so I'd use that real estate to communicate a bit better about what it is it could be a picture of like some clothes or it could be I'd really really test different things on the icon like gaming apps for example I've seen the icons for gaming apps it's literally a mini game in there they use it so well so I think it's a little bit of a missed opportunity to just use your logo but I've also seen I did a test once where we had an app logo and it was like a dark red Mm-hmm. and it was an app to help you improve a part of your life and it was kind of like a soft gentle app and I changed the color to like a really subtle purple it was one of the brand colors but it was like a really subtle color because I did some user research and found that people found kind of the bright colors a bit like confrontational whereas it was mm. an app that was meant to be like really lovely the branding was really lovely so I was like I don't think this is going to do anything I'm just changing the color of the icon I'm sure it's not going to do anything was what I thought 40% increase in conversion rate from just wow. changing the background of the 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 icon from like a dark bright color to a like a soft gentle color. Oh. I love it. Was that on iOS or Google Play? Uh the the Google Play because of the A/B testing it was a bit easier. It was quite a while ago. Yeah. So. so here but I, I changed some, it across iOS as well. I got some data for you. Um so it looks like a lot of the branded ones are higher than shopping. Obviously, these are huge, massive brands, Timu, Xi'an, Chime, AliExpress, Sephora, and then shopping, not bad though, 54 search traffic. So people are searching for shopping, but you know, like if you're specifically a, you know, hoodies, shirts, fashion brand, I would just lean in on the fashion versus, in my opinion, because I search for shopping on the iOS store and it's Shein that's number one. And then you're probably never going to beat these guys because they're just doing massive amounts of UA that I just maybe because they all have shopping in their titles, you want to go after clothes or fashion, something that's a little bit different that you feel like you can actually rank better for. And then your developer name, I know you're using keywords in your developer name, swap it, you know. You don't have to swap it here if you want your brand as the first one, but swap it on the developer name should help out. We know it helps out on the title side of things, but if you don't want to do that here because you're you know, a pretty big band, I'm assuming, just from the downloads perspective. Yeah, well done on the here. downloads. Round of applause for 10 million. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good job. And then one of the other things I would like to do is I like to personally add video. Here, you can see this with Xi'an because on the video side of things, Rosie, what we found is if you optimize, you know, I've got a YouTube stuff present. If you optimize your YouTube, YouTube has keywords. And in those keywords, you can put like some of your competitors. So Xi'an, you know, all that stuff. It's kind of like on the iOS, you got like a keyword field where you're giving yourself a keyword field within Google Play by having your tags, your video tags, have the keywords that you want to target and some of your competitors so that you can start hacking this similar app section, which is Google Play Explore and getting you more downloads there. So, Look at these hacks with Steve. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay, I like that you're, you're impressed by that. Oh, I don't have a... I don't have a... I don't have a good... It's not easily there. Thanks, Rosie. Thank you. The audience is going crazy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Rosie. I think we might have a tie. We only got three votes this second round. People are going to sleep or going away. 
So it's 2-1. I asked for any more votes, but nothing else came in. So we're going to have to go to sudden death. All right. Are you yes. ready for this? I like that one. I thought you won, but I got one more. If you're ready for it, too. You have one more? I've got a really good one. Oh, okay. Hit me. What did one wall say to the other? What? I'll meet you at the corner. Okay. <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> a lot of girlfriend and wife jokes that I have. <laughs> my my girlfriend is leaving me because she can't stand the herbs I've been using in the kitchen. Bay leaves. <laughs> go. I like All that right. one. Put R. I don't know how many people are left. Put R if you thought Rosie was better. Put S if you thought my joke was better. That huge thing on the line with dinner at MAU 2024. All right, now check out if you want to learn more. We didn't have time to do this, so we'll have Rosie back. But I love this user interviews. One of my client, Rosie, he's going through where we're seeing pretty decent, like 11% trial activations, but horrible like trial to paid. And then he wants to do user feedback. And I'm like, maybe they don't understand the app. Now, I've always felt like install the trial activation is more of a marketing problem. You know, like, hey, you're onboarding your paywall messaging. And then the trial, the paid is more of a product problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got to fix the product. That's a high ability. Like, what do you think? And how would you process this? I, if people aren't converting on the trial, there could be a number of options. It could be that they're not the right person for the product, in which case it's like a traffic. Are you getting the right traffic in? Maybe they just like started the trial just to try it out. But realistically, they were never going to do it. Or it's yeah, it could be a product market fit problem where you just don't have the the thing like the, any of the features in order to help them reach their goal. So it could be like a core product problem. It could be a traffic problem. Um, some people just accidentally start a trial. They have no idea what's going on. So I think if you look at all, here's all the users that start a trial. There's going to be a good proportion who did it by accident and don't really know what they're getting into. There's going to be a proportion that we're never going to convert anyway. And those are going to be really hard to get off. And then there's the people who are on the fence. And that's like when you need to kind of convert them. And so like we were talking about with the nail biting app, signposting your core functionality is like get people to the magic moment. If it's a period tracking app, you need them to like track the first period. If it's nail biting app, you need them to take that first photo um, and then that's what as, as well where push comes into like get the second photo, third photo, fourth photo, make sure that people get the value, not just the first time, but also the second, third time. So, yeah, there's a lot of different reasons why people don't convert on the trial. Um, I think a lot of them are the same across apps, but user research can help uncover the other reasons. Yeah. And she breaks it all down. 20, you know, the main things I got were double the distill distillation. Like after you've talked to your user, you really have to double the time that you spent with them to make sure. And then, you know, a couple of things, keep it at 20. Mm. Rosie, what I found is when I set 15 minute meetings with like, you know, potential clients, they stick to 15 minutes. When I set it at 20, they're like going over all the stinking time. So many people, when I had at just 15, like Steve, I know we only have 15 minutes. And I was like, I've really baked in 30 every time, but it's, it's funny, but yeah, bake yourself in because if you're not talking to the right user, you might just want to get out mm. that call anyways, right? It's quite hard to find people. If you're trying to get user interviews for people who are have churned, but like, why didn't they, if the research question is like, what might be the reasons why people don't um, convert on their trial? It's quite hard to get people to counsel because they don't really want to speak to you. So mm. I think just trying to get a range of users um, who've started a trial, like in the moment where they're like, 
you know, a bit more excited about the fact that they're in your app, that's a good time to maybe, you know, pop it. It's like, hey, we'd love to speak to you. Sometimes you can position it as like office hours with the CEO. The founder would love to speak to you. Let, oh, like you can have a bespoke onboarding. Like there's ways you can position it to get people to talk to you. And you can do that as pop up in the app, like use something like one signal to send a, hey, we'd love to chat. Or if you don't want to get in the way of them getting to the magic moment, which is also a good idea. You send an email, you could do it by by a push, but it's quite hard to be, speak to people who are going to churn because they're yeah. going to churn and they don't care so much. So if you just try and um, get a range of users and get a high volume of user interviews and then you can cut, cut out the ones that aren't useful and only listen to the ones that are useful. Yeah, spending time. Well, you know, what I just thought about, Rosie, when you were talking was if people have activated a trial, they maybe just put in a little pop-up, like, what are you here? Like office hours with the CEO. Thank you for, you know, investing in your growth. Like, can we help you? Something like that. Maybe right after they activate a trial. Mm, what are you here for? Yeah, yeah. What are you here for? Like, can we help with anything? And just asking them, because they might feel like, oh, wow, this person really cares, especially since you just activated a trial. Mm, what do you think? Is. That's what I'm going to ask, tell them to do. Actually, <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is what we should do because all the other things are kind of hard to build. So I was like, you know what, the VA trial, just put a little pop-up, like maybe a type form that just says, hey, what are you here for? Can we, you know, help you? Can we arrange a call? Like, here's a little calendar, calendar link so that we can get on a quick call and just let me learn from you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's worked for me in the past with the office hours. Make sure you follow up with them beforehand because they can think it's like a offhand and then completely forget to join the call. And then your CEO is on the call just like, um, get you get stood up quite a lot. So because they're quite mm -hmm. low, you make it sound really like fun people can sometimes forget to go so just follow up before i'm be like hey reminder for your call <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> i love it anything else you want to add on the user just do it often because you know if you don't do user research very often and then you find yourself on a call with someone who maybe isn't the right audience you can kind of get a bit annoyed because you're like oh this it was so hard to get this user to talk to me i'm annoyed because they're the wrong person i'm not going to have enough user research to like make a, a good sample like five or something say you only get five a year or something where yeah. five, if you only talk to five users every six months and two of them happen to not be the right audience you find on the call um it can be a bit annoying because you're like oh it took me so long to get these people i'm talking to them. <laughs> so i would say do it often aim for t speaking to two users every week um ideally with a goal like set yourself a goal like i want to learn about why people are canceling i want to learn about their fears and anxieties on the upsell screen i want to learn about what they think about our push notification so set yourself like some a reason you're doing the research and try and speak to people regularly so that when you have a dud every now and then it's not so bad because you're doing them so often and you've kind of you've built it into your process i love it all right Rosie's Medium is linked up into your favorite description, whether media description, podcast app, or YouTube description as well. Go reach out to her as well as her LinkedIn is there. She's doing some consultancy right now with a couple of different clients. So if you need help with the, the product-led growth side of things, she's going to really analyze, take a look at the entire lifecycle marketing, helping with CRM, paywall optimization, onboarding, and all that jazz. It is Rosie hog mascal that right? <laughs> okay i had to really slow it down that's horrible and dinner's on me rosie you just gotta come out i can't yeah, right? yeah it was a clean about a year in advance the flight out from london to vegas maybe how much is that 
I don't know. <laughs> we'll pull the numbers. That is an expensive dad joke. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do want to thank my sponsors, Airbridge. I promised them I wore their shirt. They gave me the shirt at MAU. If you're looking for an MMP, go check them out, airbridge.io. And Purchasely, we all did a workshop together. Purchasely, if you're looking for a paywall builder, an A-B test on the fly, Purchasely.com. Really got to hang out with all, both companies at MAU Vegas. And I'm really giving Rosie some FOMO, hopefully, on that. I really wanted to win. I, I might just get you that shirt anyway, so you can burn it. <laughs> What's your boyfriend's size? Maybe he'll wear it <laughs> for me. Excel. He wears okay. baggy stuff. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Let's see if he'll wear it. <laughs> I'll, I'll look out for it in the post, my rosemary shirt. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm back again. So thank you, Alan, for taking over last week when we were at the workshop. But next week, we're going to talk to Lana, who was at our workshop last week. And she was like, Steve, let's do a video about micro transactions and upsells. I'm like, Lana, I love that topic. Let's do it. And so she's going to come on next Friday, speaking on the entire monetization scheme. So I'll be here for the next few weeks. And then we're taking a break. And we'll have a guest as well. But every Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, this is the channel to be at. Rosie, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thank you for having me, Steve. It's been awesome. And thank you to everyone who voted for my dad jokes. Do you want one more before we go? Let's do it. I love it. You got four? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> what do you call a factory that makes okay products? What? A satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> I All right. <laughs> yeah you are you're over prepared i love it <laughs> all right guys thank you guys for joining i will see you guys next friday and every friday have a great weekend i know it's a holiday in the uk and a holiday for us in the states as well so have a great weekend see you next friday bye next tired of overpaying for app store optimization get unlimited aso and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings downloads and more importantly your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.